Hello and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Lantman, but most people just call me Landy. Uh, I just want to say that we are very happy that you've joined us for another episode. As you know, in the news over the last month has been the Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And a few weeks ago, we spoke about that because many people around the world and also in Taiwan have drawn parallels. And they said, okay, Russia invaded Ukraine, maybe China will invade Taiwan. But then we also showed why maybe that is not correct and we let you make up your own mind. But that brought us back to an interesting fact because people in Taiwan are still talking about this possibility of China invading Taiwan. There was actually a leaked document from the Russian secret, the, the old KGB, which is now the, I believe is called the SNB or FSB or something. A leaked document said that uh, the president of China wanted to invade Taiwan in autumn, which, which will be like October this year. And now, because of the invasion of Ukraine, probably China will not do that. So we are safe for another year. But that was a very interesting, nobody really paid that much attention to it, right? But anyway, the thing is, because people are still talking about this possibility of China invading Taiwan, maybe they get some confidence because they see Russia has invaded Ukraine and so on and so forth. People had started talking about the Taiwan military. Now, the Taiwan military is a professional army, so to speak. When I came to Taiwan many years ago, every young man had to do two years of military service in Taiwan. And uh, it's similar to when I was in South Africa, I, we also had to do that. And uh, in those days, of course, the reserve forces of Taiwan, they were like uh, huge, right? Because as any person who knows a little bit about military stuff knows, when you fight a war, except maybe if you're North Korea or China, if you fight a war, you can't just use your permanent force members, your full-time military. You need reserves. As you remember, when America fought in Vietnam many years ago, they had to call up young men from universities and from everywhere to because the, the professional soldiers are just not enough. So in those days, Taiwan had a huge reserve force. And then, I believe it was in uh, when the, the DPP won the presidential election for the first time and the president was Chen Shui-bian, he decided to make the service, he brought it down from two years to one year, which I found interesting because the speeches he made actually antagonized China. He was leaning more towards independence and he was actually now making China angry, which might push them to start a war with Taiwan. And while he's doing this, he's scaling down on the military service. I found that very hard to understand, but that happened. And then after that, it came down to nine months. And at the moment, it's four months. Now, anybody who knows a little bit about military will tell you that in four months, a person cannot learn very much. Maybe he can learn how to march a little bit, maybe just basic handling of a weapon. Maybe he will learn to make a bed square but you cannot really train for attacks and, and things like that. So, and, and anyway, like a big majority of the young men who now do their four-month military service, they don't actually do it in a military unit. They can now be placed in like a government office. They can be like an admin guy working in the government office. Some of them help the police. They, I see them riding around on the back of a police motorbike. 
helping the real policeman with this and that. Anyway, so they don't actually do any military training. And now with this whole Ukraine thing, some people have started saying, hey, hang on, is this really enough? Are our permanent force, our professional soldiers, really enough to withstand a possible attack from China? And of course, the answer is no. Because the although the Taiwan's professional soldiers are very well trained, especially the special units, what they call the space forces, right? Like the parachute soldiers and the frogmen and those guys, they are extremely well trained. And they are permanent soldiers, right? They are professional soldiers. Uh, but they are a very small number. You cannot possibly fight a war with only them. So people have been saying, wow, man, shouldn't we need more reserve forces? And even the chairman of the very prestigious uh, National Taiwan University Student Union said he thinks or his, his committee thinks that the national service should be longer than four months because four months is just not enough to get people ready for a possible war. Because you must remember, if they call the reserves... The reserves get called up if there's a possible war. They do a little bit of retraining and then they go into the war. So they said that four months is not enough. Remember, this is, these are guys who in the future have to do this. He's now advocating a longer service, which he will have to do once he graduates. So that kind of makes a lot of sense for people who think militarily. And then just last week, the Minister of Defense says, yes, okay, they are now starting to think about to push it up to one year again. And I think many people will sleep a little bit easier after they heard this, because really a four-month national service is not really going to get you ready for any war. But hopefully in the near future, it'll be a year and the young men can learn more skills. And hopefully if there's a war, nobody wants that, but you never know, right? So then they'll be more ready. On a related note, I just saw a few days ago that Taiwan's uh, special forces are actually busy with a huge three-week practice session all around Taiwan. And they've decided that uh, for this operation, they learn how to, to find enemy and destroy enemy. For this operation, they're actually going to now uh, use certain terms in English because it's just easier to say, for example, a, a forward tactical unit or a, a tactical forward unit. It's just easier to use the abbreviation. Say, for example, you say a tactical forward unit is a TFU, right? It's just easier for them to say, TFU move to that area than to use the Chinese. It's actually very long, so that's interesting. And then on a final related note about the war in Ukraine is that uh, Taiwan is very against this war. So Russia has listed Taiwan as an unfriendly nation. And Russia has now said all unfriendly nations, when you buy oil or natural gas from us, you have to pay us in Russian rubles. We don't want American dollars because America is also an unfriendly country. Okay, so, and then Taiwan said they uh, signed a contract with Russia for natural gas and the final delivery is on its way already. And in that contract, it doesn't state anywhere that it has to be paid in rubles because I'm pretty sure Taiwan doesn't have too many rubles, but they have a lot of US dollars. So, uh, they said, no, our contract says we can pay in dollars. That should be okay. And this will be the last shipment because Taiwan is terminating this contract now with Russia. They don't want to, Russia to get any foreign currency to continue the war in Ukraine. So that's kind of interesting. They said, no, no, don't worry. We don't need rubles. We'll pay them in US dollars, which we have a lot of. Okay, so that's the story about the military service and Ukraine and all that. Two other short stories I wanted to share with you. The one is, Taiwan is kind of special because... Even though you can get a driver's license at 18, 
you cannot vote until you are 20. And many people have said, but this is this is very uh, different from most countries because most countries, the voting age is 18. And for many years now, the politicians, even the politicians have been talking about lowering the voting age to 18. Interestingly enough, if you are 18, you can vote in a referendum, but not in a, a national election. But now the legislative UN, which is like the parliament of Taiwan, they have passed the law that lowered the voting age from 20 to 18. Of course, because this is going to make a change to the constitution, it still has to be presented to the population and there will be a referendum. But most people believe that it will pass because <laughs> all those 18-year-olds can vote in the referendum. So they're going to vote for themselves and say, yes, give us, give us a chance to vote. And I, just a personal observation, I now believe since most young people are a little bit more free thinking, I don't think that the uh, official opposition, the Kuomintang, will ever win an election again. Except if they put some forward, maybe for somebody for president, that people will vote for the person and not for the party. Because all these young people, I, I don't know many young people who are very conservative and who's going to vote. I think the DPP, the left-leaning party, is just going to go from strength to strength, especially now that these young people can vote. I don't think... Uh, it will, it will change very soon. All right, so that's the voting age. That's good news because it's all around the world. When you are 18, you can vote, right? And then finally, a feel-good story. In a city not far from Taiwan, the other day it was raining and windy and a postman, a mailman, somehow his, his mail, the wind blew all his mail all over the road. And it was just letters and parcels wherever you looked. And um, the first people who saw it were actually some some nurses from a clinic nearby and they ran out into the rain and into the wind and they started helping this poor mailman to pick up all his letters and all the traffic stopped nobody honked their horns some people even got out of their cars and off their motorbikes and helped the, the postman to pick up his to pick up his mail it took apparently like uh, almost 10 to 15 minutes and when it was all done he went on his way and the traffic started flowing again. So it gives you some uh, good feeling about humanity. There are still some good people in the world. Anyway, that is today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And until we talk again next week, goodbye.